When I heard the words I'm going to share with you today, I said to myself, every teacher and every parent needs to hear this story. Welcome back to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. A couple of weeks back, I had the opportunity to meet with a delightful group of headmasters of local Christian schools here in our area of PA. Now, collectively, they have decades of experience working with students of all types. Well, I'd been reading the book I'm going to tell you about in just a moment, and had just read the story I want to share with you today. It was about a student, let's say a very recalcitrant student, a student for whom there seemed to be no hope. He was a precocious child, not good with numbers, more than a little ill-tempered, and his future, at 15, did not look very bright. In fact, his parents and some of his teachers, they were at their wit's end when it came to this kid. So I shared with these educators what this student's educational administrator wrote about him to the student's parents, and I asked them to guess who the student was. And today, I'm going to do the same thing for you. Now, here's the clip. Listen as the author combines the words of the administrator with a little comment of his own and see if you can guess who the infamous, at that time anyway, who the infamous student is. Let's give it a listen. At the end of his first term, his housemaster, Mr. Davidson, wrote to his mother complaining that, I do not think, nor does Mr. Somerville, that he is in any way willfully troublesome, but his forgetfulness, carelessness, unpunctuality, and irregularity in every way have really been so serious that I write to ask you, when he is at home, to speak very gravely to him on the subject. He warns her that, constantly late for school, losing his books and papers and various other things into which I need not enter. He is so regular in his irregularity that I really don't know what to do. He was soon placed on reports, meaning that his work was being closely monitored. His behavior, he continued to be the recipient of further bad school reports, prompting his mother to write a perceptive letter in June 1890, in which she recognizes that her fifteen-year-old son's work is an insult to his intelligence and that he lacks method, determination, and planning. I love that line. He is so regular in his irregularity that I don't know what to do. Now, if you're a teacher or a parent, have you ever felt that way about a student or a son or a daughter? They're so regular in their irregularity that you're really beside yourself. You don't know what to do. Well, if so, I hope you can take courage that the difficult student in question in this clip was none other than Sir Winston S. Churchill, two-time Prime Minister of Great Britain. Churchill, the man with a parliamentary career that spanned more than 60 years, statesman, soldier, writer, order of renown. The man who led Great Britain during its darkest days of World War II, during a time that most people thought there was no way Great Britain could withstand Nazi Germany. Churchill, the prolific author, I mean, he published 58 books, 260 pamphlets, more than 840 feature articles. His speeches filled 9,000 pages, and he won the Nobel Prize in Literature. 
The BBC said, Many people consider him the greatest Briton of all time, and he's almost certainly the most famous British prime minister. So if nothing else, I hope that encourages you today with the student or the child or the friend who, like the young Churchill, is so regular in his irregularity that you really don't know what to do. Now, that story comes from a book called Letters for the Ages, the private and personal letters of Sir Winston Churchill. The editors, James Drake and Alan Packwood, want to give us the behind-the-scenes look at Churchill, one that comes from his private correspondence, both letters he wrote and letters that were written to him. Now, the book is brand new. It's a 2023, and I just devoured it. So now that you know the source, let me get back to Churchill at 15 years of age and that young Winston Churchill of your life. When it comes to people like this and times like this, I think the question we all ask is, what does one do in this situation? Well, let me tell you what his mother did. And as I relay this, I have to tell you that Lord and Lady Randolph Churchill were not the best of parents. Sometimes they were downright bad parents. Lord Randolph, well, he didn't believe much in his son, and and both were often absent parents. Now, as a backdrop to that, Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, and listen to this part, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. And to their, that is Churchill's parents, to their, and particularly her credit, they did not leave Winston to himself. On Thursday, the 12th of June, 1890, Lady Randolph writes her son. Now, mind you, as she writes this letter, she's so busy planning a party that she can't even go see him. But she does send this letter. And she begins it, Dearest Winston, I'm sending this by Everest, who's going to see how you're getting on. And I would go down to you, but I have many things to arrange about the Ascot party next week that I can't manage it. (laughs) It just kills me. And I have much to say to you. I'm afraid not of a pleasant nature. You know, darling, how I hate to find fault with you, but I can't help myself this time. And let's pick it up there and listen in on a letter of a mom to her difficult son. Your report, which I enclose, is, as you will see, a very bad one. You work in such a fitful, inharmonious way that you are bound to come out last. Look at your place in the form. Your father and I are both more disappointed than one can say that you are not able to go up for your preliminary exam. I dare say you have a thousand excuses for not doing so, but there the fact remains. If only you had a better place in your form and were a little more methodical, I would try and find an excuse for you. Dearest Winston, you make me very unhappy. I had built up such hopes about you and felt so proud of you, and now all is gone. My only consolation is that your conduct is good and that you are an affectionate son, but your work is an insult to your intelligence. If you would only trace out a plan of action for yourself and carry it out and be determined to do so, I am sure you could accomplish anything you wished. It is that thoughtlessness of yours which is your greatest enemy. Let me go back to that verse in Proverbs. 
A child left to himself brings his mother to shame. And to her credit, Lady Randolph, otherwise known as Jenny Churchill, did not leave Winston to himself. She rebuked him. I have much to say to you, Winston. I'm afraid not of a pleasant nature. And then she says, but your work is an insult to your intelligence. And that was my aha moment. She did not leave him to himself. She didn't give up on him. She stayed with him and she stayed on him. And as Churchill grew, his mother became, until the time of her death, one of his greatest confidants. Hey, we all have those young Winston Churchills in our lives, don't we? And sometimes they're not so young. Well, to her credit, neither his teachers nor his parents, at least his mother, did not give up on him. They refused to leave him to himself. They combined hard words with disciplined attention. And there are lessons there for us. So the question I want to ask you is, who's your Winston Churchill? Don't give up. Don't leave him to himself or don't leave her to herself. Hard words and loving, disciplined attention may be necessary. And the turnaround, it may not come quickly. But one thing is for certain, leaving that person to himself or herself to figure it out is not going to result in a future Winston Churchill. And that's my thought on my walk with James Drake and Alan Packwood in their delightful and insightful collection of private letters and commentary in their book, Letters for the Ages. Now, my question for you is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? Who's the Winston Churchill in your life? Don't leave him or her to himself or herself. 